Control issues in a codependent might look like you're trying to navigate both sides of the relationship. So it's not a give and take. It's a give to get a response, or it might be, and if it's not the right response, I'm, you know, you might let them know. And I've seen this where some people will show up really overtly controlling, and some people will be very covertly controlling. So this is an invitation to look at what do I do when I feel like I need to take control? And that means I've been triggered by some type of a fear. Maybe I have a fear that you're not okay. And so I feel like I have to control you so that you'll be okay so that therefore I can be okay. That's a lot of how it shows up. It can, it can show up as, um, you know, like really persistent advice giving, hovering, um, you know, if you hear yourself telling somebody like 20 times on how to do something, they still haven't done it. Yeah, that's, that's control. Um, usually once, sometimes, you know, even if you, sometimes you don't even need, you don't, why am I telling you what to do, right? And the more I work to control another person, the more, the more I lose control over me. And that's the problem with control. When you're controlling other people, you're investing all your energy into something you have no control over. So, hmm, what a big waste when you could be taking that energy and controlling yourself, controlling how you might respond to something that might be challenging instead of trying to control somebody so that challenging thing doesn't happen. See, I can't control what another person does. And when I give all my energy and, and all of my power into trying to control something I can't control, I gave my power away to basically it's wasted. So if I can keep my energy and focus on controlling myself, that's the goal. So advice giving, um, thinking I know best, um, telling over and over, repeated uh, nudging, right? These are, these are some of the behaviors. Or it might be where um, I have to do everything and I can't delegate because it won't turn out the way I would, I need it to turn out. Here's what you find out when you let go of control. Cause I got that one spades. Oh my God, there's people who can do this part of it way better than me. And I don't even like doing this. I, you know, it's like this part of it. I could just delegate this to somebody who's got like talent and skill in this area. And then I get to go do what I have talent and skill in. And we get to get together and have this creative thing and like, whoa, that's so cool. Yeah. When you're a control freak, you don't get any of that because you got to do it all yourself. And guess what? That's exhausting. So if you're exhausted and you're feeling overworked and underappreciated and everything's got to be, you know, just so, so, or you're just afraid the world's going to fall apart. Yeah, that might be a control issue. So some of the time it shows up like with people that you do have responsibility for, like codependency doesn't really depend anybody who triggered fear in me this was my experience if it was my friend or my husband or my child um if fear was coming up for me i was probably have some some kind of a codependent control response and what was going on there is i would think to myself not knowing i was thinking this unconsciously believing that this person was ill-equipped to handle what was going on so i've got to step in i gotta help them but here's the here's what i found out 
here's the truth. People have their own answers. Everybody has their own information. And even if it's your own child, they have their own information. Now, I'll talk about responsibilities in a minute. They're smart. They'll figure it out. Or they'll get consequences. And because they're smart, they'll figure it out. And sometimes, yeah, it's super scary, especially when kids are on drugs and things like this, really scary stuff. So how do you find the fine line, specifically around kids and that whole concept? So let me share a little bit from my experience around that. Up until the age of 18, you're the responsible party. You're the parent. And what I've seen and what I went through myself is I wanted to be, as a codependent person, this is what got me deep into this work, I wanted to be, I wanted to make their feelings okay, so that they wouldn't, um, like they would get clean and sober, and I would be able to, to help them get healthy and emotionally healthy so that I could feel safe that they weren't going to die. Okay, that's kind of what the bottom line is, right? But what actually needed to happen was I needed to be the parent and not try to manage the the emotions what i needed to do was show up and do my part as the parent so the state i live in and the jurisdiction i live in says i'm responsible for health and welfare i'm responsible for having a child in school i'm responsible for if it's a medical condition addiction's a medical condition I'm responsible for getting medical care. Okay, so that means help that child get to treatment. That means make that make sure that child gets into school, even if it means it's a school inside of a juvenile hall. It doesn't, wherever it takes you, you're the responsible party and you have to show up as the responsible party. It is so counterintuitive to a codependent to do the tough thing of being the responsible parent versus trying to control the feelings this is the game changer when you can own when you know where the line of responsibility is as a parent and i'm speaking to parents what's mine and what's not mine that's when it can shift because codependency gets in the way of being a good parent even though that's not your intention your intention is to be a good parent and yet the very thing you need to do i always say the loving thing to do is sometimes the hardest thing to do Okay, so mama, I'm talking to you. This part of this video is about the the parent child relationship. And this can also be for dads, but I've seen this more from with moms and my experiences as a mom. But whoever this speaks to, please hear me. Your kids can love you when they're adults and you can become their best friend. If your kid's on drugs, it is imperative that you take control of yourself. You're not gonna control them. You cannot control a teenager, a person with substance use disorder. It takes a village, okay? And the village is available for a lot of people, most people, in fact, all people, there's resources no matter what the income level there are it's harder when it's a kid and it's also easier when it's a kid because when somebody's 18 and younger 
and if your kid's on drugs, it's harder to get treatment for adolescents. That's been my experience. But here's the thing. There's a line of responsibility. If you're trying to be their friend, if you're trying to stay in their good graces, they will, they will work you. And they, it won't help them either. But if you take control of yourself and you get the support you need for yourself, you will be able to stand strong and do everything you need to do on the line of responsibility, which is you're responsible for their health and welfare. You're responsible for getting them to school, right? Getting them into a school situation. Yeah. If they, you're not responsible for how they feel and you're not responsible for how they feel about you. And yeah, they may hate you. And I'd rather my child hate me than I didn't do everything I was, could do, should do in order to give them the best shot at recovery. So I feel the pain. If you're experiencing that, I know that pain. I have been there. Mm -hmm. It's a tough one, especially as a person in recovery myself who knows where that, what, what, where that road goes. You don't want your kid to go on that road, and yet some, some of them do. And they have free will. And I also know that a lot of people lose their kids. I've sang to those audiences. It rips my heart out. I know the best chance a child has is to have a solid parent who does the right thing instead of the nice thing. Codependency can literally kill people because we don't show up in the role and hold, hold ground. So first off, no, you're not alone. There's help. If it's your child, if it's anybody really, codependency is hard. Addiction runs in families, so does recovery. But it starts with whoever's the most conscious. It starts with the person who can do something about it. That might be you. There are happy endings. There are recoveries. For lots of kids have recovered. You hear about kids who passed away. Yeah, lots of kids also recover. They find their recovery. But it's got to be their recovery, not your recovery. Foisted onto them. I learned how to say, you're a smart girl, you'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't have to figure this out. In fact, I don't have to figure it out for anyone. We all come with our own answers. And that's just the truth. And when I'm overly committed to controlling you, I've lost full control of me. And that's a problem. And it's a problem I can do something about, see? So control might look like I'm having an anxiety attack, so I've got to take charge. When we take charge of something that's not ours, we may be cutting off the opportunity to be available when they do need us. Not to mention what it does to you to be dragged through the mud. So I don't have advice. I don't give advice. I share my experience around these things, which is what I'm doing here today. Recovery comes from the inside. 
it's an inside job. You can't do it for another person. They can, you can't make them want to do it. They have to want it and they have to do it. That willingness has to come from them. Codependency in general, usually codependency shows up around addiction and family dynamics. And here's some of the tools. Here's some of the tools that I use to this day and in, in, for all relationships, not just mother, child. Empowering them with your language. You're a smart person. You will figure this out. I believe in you. Even when you don't believe it. Sometimes I say that and I'm like, God, I hope I'm right. However, I if I say that, it's reminding me that they have their answers inside themselves. I don't have anybody else's answers. That's just the truth. I have nobody else's answers. I'll show you how I get mine. And I've worked at getting mine. So I can show you how I get mine, but it might not work for you. But I'll show you. I'll show you how I do it. The first thing I want to control is my own awfulizing. Using my imagination. Okay, like I love to imagine stuff. I like to write songs. I'm a creative person. I love to use my imagination. But controlling my imagination instead of going into awfulization and fear-mongering myself, you know, basically... (laughs) torturing myself yeah knock it off right how do I do that I start walking I start moving I move that anxiety out of my body I get on the life cycle or the stairmaster or whatever and I start giving all that energy out and then I start praying praying all the way out getting it out and then praying all the way back in So it's like kind of a walking meditation type of thing that works for me. You're a smart person. You've got this. I can't wait to see what you do with this. Take the pressure off of people when they're freaking themselves out. Just say, you know what? Look at what you're doing. Look at at what you're creating, boy. Hmm. In other words, you're making a big old mud pie mess right here, right? And you figure it out. That's how we all do it. We all just figure it out. Give them some grace so that you can give yourself some grace. Right? Another thing I like to remember is I have a little tool. I call it mine, not mine. And when I journal in the morning and I'm thinking of all the stuff that's going on in my day and I'm kind of figuring out my plan for the day, sometimes I'll say, oh, oh I should probably do this and then I'll have to stop and ask is that mine that's not mine if they can do it for themselves it's not mine but what might be mine is I'm holding on to some anxiety about that so I need to look at myself around the anxiety of that or it could be oh I want to support them in that what could I do to be loving and supportive without getting in their lane right so mine not mine is my way of just taking a second glance and making sure I'm staying in my own lane Yeah, it's pretty hard to drive your car when somebody else is getting in your lane all the time. So if you're the person that's, you know, driving in four lanes across the freeway, yeah, that's not usually appreciated, right? So controlling ourselves instead of focusing on controlling others 
you get the benefit of starting to have that security within yourself so the anxiety level goes down. It takes work and it takes time, but it's doable and it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Yeah, controlling your imagination. And if there's anxiety and I'm awfulizing, what am I doing that for? What could I think about? What creative thing could I be thinking about? What could I get curious about? Ask a better question, you'll get a better answer, right? Put that imagination to work in creating something beautiful that you can create and control. And release with love what you can't control. And the anxiety that's coming up, which is the problem, the problem isn't what the person's doing because the person's doing what they're going to do. The problem is I have anxiety about what somebody else is doing or not doing. And that's where it triggers my need to fix, control, do it all. No, I don't have to do it all. I get to ask for help. I get to stay in my lane. I get to expect people to show up and do what they say they're going to do. And if they don't, Find somebody else to work with or find somebody else to play with, whatever that is. See, when I own my, when I control myself, I, I, I get to make more choices. I have more, I have more choices. And so do they. See, that's how it works. But when you're codependent and you're stuck in, I have to control it so I can feel safe. That's like, that's like a prison that I have to stay in to keep you in it. So nobody's free. So if you like this video and you want to support my channel, check out my givingvoicetorecovery.net store or support me on Patreon. Or if you just want to support me in a super easy, simple way, just hit the subscribe button and pass it on. Thank you. develop language around empowering other people you're a smart girl you're Control issues. Welcome back. This is singer songwriter Elizabeth Edwards. Like you're trying and to. I am a person in long term recovery both from sides both of the relationship. Addiction. So it's not uh, a give and take. Substance use it's disorder. A, and uh, give to get a response, yeah. or it might be. And, and if it's not the right response, I you know, on a regular you basis. Them know. And, and I've seen this if where if you haven't seen the show other up videos really in this series, what I've done here is I think people will be very covertly the controlling. Five patterns so of codependency, this is an invitation and I've done a video on each one of them. What do I because do the five when patterns I feel of codependency, like I need to take control? Denial, 
And that means Compliance, I've been triggered by some type of control, fear. Maybe I have a low fear that you're not okay. Those patterns and so I feel are what make like I have to control the codependency. You so that you'll be okay. So that therefore mesh, I can be kind okay. Of holds us in That's place a lot of how it shows really up. really has a huge effect on our life, our happiness or lack of happiness, and most certainly our relationships. Most importantly, your relationship with yourself. And recovery from this is not only possible, there's lots of people working on this. And if you are new to, like you just came across this or somebody's pointed out, maybe you're codependent, you're kind of wondering what that is. I'm just trying to make it like baseline simple what that term actually refers to. The topic of this particular video is on the aspect, the pattern of codependency that is called control. So control is 